I see you, yeah you, flipping through all the podcasts, looking for something different. Tired of those with all the catchy phrases, a one-size-fits-all quick fix schemes that never seem to fit. My name is Anthony Hart, and if you are like me, you want more than a moment. We are looking for a movement of groundbreakers and world changers who are tired of the status quo, willing to throw it all up to see what sticks, willing to ask a question before pointing a finger. This is your invitation into a collection of thoughtful ponderings posed to make you think, one-on-one conversations that challenge you with fresh perspective, and roundtable discussions where sparks fly as iron sharpens iron. Intrigued? Pull up a seat. We've been waiting for you. But don't get comfortable. You might be up next. In the Red is now in session. Let's go. Welcome back to the In the Red podcast. I'm so excited you're here with us today. I hope you're having a a good day, a a good week, a good month. I know we're winding down in the summer season, and so many of you probably have been on vacation, hopefully spending some intentional time with your family you know, if there's any amount of time you spent with me and, and learned from me, I hope that's one thing that you found. It's a lesson I had to learn even in the middle of ministry was that we don't spend enough intentional time with our family. We get so busy doing good things. Well, most of us, some of y'all may not be doing good things, but I, I think most of us do do good things, have good intentions, whatever your job is. You know, for many of the people who are in our circle and village or listen, uh, we, we have a heart to serve people, but I think sometimes we can get stuck in that, in that model, in that, in that constant mouse wheel, if you will, of just continual the struggle to do, to do, to do. And so many of us get stuck in that place and we're not intentional with the time we have with the people that we have. And many times the people that we serve, we're we're doing it for our family. I know there's a lot of people that I interact with out there. Uh, Sorry, we just jumped right into it today, right? There was no pleasantries, really. We just went right into it. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. I'm, I want to be very intentional with your time today. Actually, I'm trying to be intentional with mine. Um, but I think the people we serve, our family, the, the things that we do everything for, if you if you think about your job, there's many times that, well, I have this job and I work this amount of hours to support my family and give them the things that maybe I didn't have when I was growing up. I know for me, my dad was a small town pastor, so we didn't have a lot when it comes to things. Um, but I know my dad worked his tail off between do, being a pastor and having second and third jobs to take care of us, to make sure I had clothes and shoes and, and things. And I didn't always have the best, but I definitely had better than I deserved in, in most things because I had a father and a mother who worked their their tails off. But I know there were sometimes that because of that work, they weren't able to be there. Um, but they did an amazing job. I don't want to say anything about my parents because they did an amazing job of being intentional with the time they have. But I see a lot of men and women today who just work crazy hours all the time. And when you ask them why, it's for their family. And probably the one thing, if you ask their family what they would want more, it would be more time with their parents, more time with that family, being intentional. 
And the word I want to talk about today, I know last episode we talked about discipline, and it's funny, I guess we're just going to be on, on the diss track for a little bit, but distracted is a word that came uh, to me as I was kind of thinking about this episode of what to talk about. Distracted, distractions. Now, if you look at the world around us, this is a word that I think we don't think enough about, but it's exactly what's happening to us. We can get so distracted with everything from our jobs, from things that are good, things we have to do, can be a distraction if we're not careful and we don't prioritize our life and really put it into a place of why we do this thing, which will help us to adjust to how much we do this thing. If we don't have priorities in our life, we can really get stuck chasing, um, in America, the American dream, having a job, having a family, all these things, and being distracted by something good because we're not intentional but with what we're trying to accomplish. So distractions can occur even in good things. But for the most of us, distractions can occur with other things too, like a, f- a cell phone. Everyone has a smartphone for the most part. I still have some people in our church, some of our elderly that um, have the flip phones. And anytime we try to put something out in our app or we try to put some information out via email, it's it's always a push to make sure that they got this in some manner because they still get the flip phones. But for most of us, we have uh, the smartphones and these smartphones can be an easy distraction for everything from instant access to your email and your notifications. This is the worst thing for me. I don't know if any of you out there are like this, but I have my notifications on the social media, on the emails. And then when you get the little red number that pops up that says you have something, it's easy to look at your phone in the middle of doing something with your family and now you're distracted because you got to clear the numbers. It's almost become like this video game uh, of de- deleting the numbers, like uh, maybe uh, Galaga or one of those old ones, Space Invaders, where you shoot the, the alien ships. Well, in this one, I guess it would be shooting the red bubbles or the notifications. I don't really care what's in the email, but I'm going to open up and get rid of the number. But then you can get trapped or really the the biggest distraction in social media is you get on there and you want to clear the number, but then you stumble upon a video and these videos, whether it be TikTok, Facebook, all these, you can just get stumbling down a rabbit hole of one video to the next video. Uh, if you go to my Instagram, I, I love dogs. We are dog people, Morgan and I, um, so you can get stuck on these videos of a, a pet or something like that, and before you know it, you're down this rabbit hole of one video to the next video, and you've just been distracted. You're not intentional with your time, and I found it time and time again where I could be in a moment with my kids or my wife, and nothing really going on. We're just sitting there maybe uh, just enjoying time together, and I just happened to look down uh, with my phone there, and I see that, and I'm like still talking to them, and I open my email or open that Facebook to get rid of the number. And before you know it, I just kind of phase off into this distraction world. And um, then I, I five minutes later, I look up and everybody's on their phone because we're all doing the same thing. We're all distracted and we're all there in intentional time, space, togetherness, but we're distracted. See, distraction is something that happens all over the place. You can be a distracted driver. Um, my 16-year-old just started driving, and uh, one of the things I really talked to him about was don't drive distracted. And it's funny when you tell him that, and then you look, if you really 
like phase out and look at when you drive, how distracted we have become used to with our phones, with our conversation, all the things. And you see the amount of accidents go up. We just spent a week at home in Arkansas with my family, and there's a stretch of road that I don't remember when I was growing up, the amount of accidents that have gone up exponentially through the years. Like there was wrecks there, but nothing like now. And now it's a commonplace for wrecks to happen quite often. And for the most, they can't ever tell the reason because a car will just swerve over on the other side of the road. It's, um, a stretch of highway where there's no median between them. You're just connected. And for the most part, they can't say what it is, but they have dialed it in to many um, saying that they were on their cell phones, distracted, going across a median, hitting someone head on. So distraction is something that is very prevalent in our society. And I just want to challenge you today. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read this scripture with you and maybe you're not, the scripture type, you're not the Bible type. You're still trying to figure this thing out. And okay, yeah, I come on here and this this dude, this pastor is, is talking, but I want to continually show you how you can use scripture to open your eyes to the things that we don't do well in the world. There's a story in the Bible. It's in uh, the gospel of Luke and it's a, Jesus is traveling around and one of the things about Jesus, like if you were around him, you would have hoped that you would have been intentional with your time with him. I can only imagine if he was around here today, there would still be those of us, we'd be following him or going to see him speak and or do the things that he did, and you'd get a red bubble pop up. And instantly, in the moment that we're there with Jesus, this most profound person to ever walk on the earth, like we would have our phone out like, I'm going to just get rid of this circle real quick, get this red number, uh, this notification, get rid of this thing. Um, and No, Jesus, I'll be right back. But in the story, although this woman didn't have a cell phone, didn't have a smartphone, didn't have uh, a job, she did have a job, and she was doing it for the right reasons. This is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. So in John t- chapter 10, we're going to read in verse 38. And it says, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was much distract, was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Now, this story is very powerful when you think about it, because you have two women, and uh, these are connected to another story that we find with uh, Lazarus, who was a very close friend of Jesus, who he raises from the dead. And Mary and Martha were her sister, his sisters. So in this story, we find Jesus coming to their home, and he's speaking and teaching and talking to people. And Mary and Martha represent two very different people. And I want you to think about which one is you. So Mary, in this moment, is right at Jesus' feet. Very intentional, very in tune because of who she's listening to. This time has been allotted for her, if you think about it. She's very, very... Um, 
I don't know, stingy, but I don't want to use that word, but that's kind of what it is. Mary's like, this is Jesus. I want to sit and listen. If he's talking, there's something I need to learn, something I, I need to listen to. I want to be here with him. This is the most important person in my life right now. Everything else stops. And Martha is the exact opposite. She's the one that says there's so much that has to be done in order for Jesus to do what he has to do, if you think about it. She's serving the people so they can sit and listen to him because she's doing a good thing. She says this is good. So she goes to Jesus thinking that Jesus is going to side with her and saying, Jesus, can't you tell Mary to get up off her butt and start helping me so you can do what you do? And Jesus looks at Martha and says, Martha, you missed it. I know you feel like you're doing something good, but don't you realize that this is the moment? This is the space. All this thing you're working for is to get to hear what are you doing with right now? Now, if you think about this from the perspective of us and our conversations and all of these things, we can really be distracted in these moments that are intentional, conversational moments that we get to, um, time with our family that we get to. But in those moments, because we're so busy trying to do things, good things, we keep a life of distraction. I read a article for... Um, my degree when I was back in school. When I was in school, I read an article once and it really stood out to me. It really made me reevaluate some things in my life, especially in this smartphone era that I see no end to. It said that when you're sitting down talking with uh, a person, if you're having a conversation, setting it, whether it be at home with your spouse or um, at a table with somebody you're meeting for a business meeting or, you know, for me as a pastor, sitting down, having a conversation with them about their life, victories, losses, struggles, all these things. But this article said that a smartphone has the ability to undervalue the person across from you in these conversations. So let's say you're talking to somebody and it's about whatever. You and your spouse are talking and it could be something about something serious or what generally happens in these situations. It's about something not too serious, but it's still a conversation. There's still a sharing of space and intentional time. And all of a sudden your phone goes off. And maybe in work you've got something on the horizon that's like, oh, I need to get this. Um, notification, make sure this isn't so-and-so or um, whatever it may be. Um, but in that moment, what this article says that the moment you choose up mid-conversation, mid-talking and intentional time with somebody, you pick up that phone and you check an email, check a notification, check to see who's calling you, is that you have valued that person across the table from you less than the phone in front of you. You said that whoever is calling me, texting me, emailing me is more important than you at this moment. Now, unintentionally, right, in most cases, that's not what we intended, but that's what occurs in our minds, in our processes. And in that moment, it could have been something for the person across from you. I'm working for you, dear. I'm working for you, kids. I'm doing this so that you can have a better life. I'm doing this so you can have the house and the car and all the things. But in that moment, this thing that you valued more than them, how has that spoke to the person that you should be valuing more? It really made me reevaluate my conversations when I'm um, 
setting down and counseling somebody, walking through some things, even my own kids at home, because I was getting better at this. I instantly in my counseling sessions would turn my phone over or just move it away so I didn't even have access to it. And nothing drives my wife more bananas when she can't uh, connect with me really quickly. I'll be counseling somebody and I'll get done and I'll pick my phone up and I'll have three messages about going to the store and getting something or dear, or just say Anthony. And I know then I got to call her back and she's like, why didn't you answer my text? And I'm said, because in that moment I was talking to somebody and it had to be more important. It had to be the most important. It had to be present. I had to be intentional in that space. So I've gotten very good at putting on the calendar when I'm talking or meeting with somebody. So she knows. She can look at the calendar and say, oh, okay. But I always question her. I said, what would you do 30, 40 years ago when you didn't have instant access to to me via cell phone? Like, think about that. How much access you have to your kids now and all the things. That's why we spend our life so distracted is because we have access to everything. You're on your date with your wife and you're thinking about your kids at home with a babysitter. Oh, Lord, I hope everything's okay. Well, let me look at my Nest video. Uh, let me look and see if I don't have any messages from the babysitter. Oh, let me see if my kids have have sent me a message. Let's see if all the things, oh Lord, I just got a message from the weather bulletin that there's a severe thunderstorm. Like 40 years ago, we had none of this. When you left your home, when you jumped in to go to the drive-in, yeah, most of us don't have drive-in movie theaters anymore, but you left home to take your missus to the movies and now you're out at the movies and the wife would be, because this is the way my wife is, I wonder how the kids are doing. I don't know. We'll find out when we get home. Let's enjoy the movie. Or we can go home. But there was no distractions of a cell phone. You made one of two decisions. You either stayed and enjoyed your time together. That's why you got a good babysitter. You didn't just get anybody and everybody because you could watch them on a camera on your phone. Or you could text them a hundred times to make sure that they were doing all the things right. You really made sure because you valued your time with this person, that you did your due diligence in getting somebody good who could watch your kids. And then that moment of away, you just didn't know what was going on. You just had to trust them. It's the same way your kids leave to go drive somewhere. Now with my 16-year-old driving, it's learning that I have to trust him. And it's my wife was like, I'm going to text him. I even have an app that I can text or I can jump on and see where he's at. And we spend our lives so distracted with life. But are we being intentional in these moments? So now, coming out of my counseling session, coming out of the pastoral moments, am I even doing this in my own life? When I'm sitting with my kids, talking with my wife, having intentional time, because even though we could be talking about something very frivolous, nothing that important, am I undervalue, undevaluing my family because of this phone. I want to challenge you today. What distractions do you have? See, I told you we were going to be intentional with our time today. We are still on vacation. I'm out here and I slid out as everybody was still in bed this morning. I said, I got to get this podcast episode recorded, but I didn't want it being on my mind all day. I didn't want it being a distraction as we spend intentional time, as I get to go to to the golf course with my son and my dad today, as we get to go to the theme park tomorrow, all these things. I didn't want to spend it distracted because I know when we get back to life after our vacation, 
There's going to be things, there's going to be moments where I have to designate time away from them, designate time on my phone, designate time to work. But in this moment, I said, for these couple of days, I said, no, I'm going to put my phone down and I want to be intentional with my time with them. I want them to know these vacation times are for two things. First, to get some rest. You need to be intentional about your rest and don't be even be distracted in your rest. God put that in his commandments to have rest, to spend time with him. Martha, I told you to rest. Spend some time with me. Mary's learning this very well. Are you resting or are you in a distracted rest? Even your restful moments are distracted through a phone or whatever. Are you really turning yourself off at your time of rest to really take in that time of recharge? And then the other part of the vacation is the rest, but the also is when we walk out of this, we're stronger as a family. We spend that intentional time of speaking value into one another. That when we get back to life, into the, the busy day-to-day stuff, do we spend enough time in this intentional time together to walk through that together? So I want to spend every moment I have not on my phone, not distracted, but being intentional with being a, a husband, a father, a son, all of those things. I just wanted to spend some time today challenging you. I hope this hasn't been a distraction. <laughs> I hope this episode has helped you really connect with the things in your life. Really stop and take notice today. What are you distracted by? What are you distracted for? How can you begin to change some things in your life? I encourage you to write a priority list down. And at the top of that, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, if you believe in this higher power, that higher power should be number one. Because that that God, for me, God is the one that knows me best. And when I spend time with him in prayer and meditation, when I spend time in reading my Bible, I realize better things about me. And that's a time I don't want to be distracted because I want to walk away from that stronger, refilled, recharged, knowing that I'm not doing this thing alone. Second on my priority list is my family. They're what I do this thing for. And I don't do it with an intention of, I do this for you because then I can become very hard-hearted when I don't get the expected response. No, I I literally just do this for them because I want to give them the best life possible. I want to do what I can to help them. And the best life is not just money, things, and all this. I want to do everything I can to make their life better. My kids, I want them to be responsible adults that have access to, to wisdom that I've learned the hard way. And then third thing is everything else. For me, it's the the church and ministry and all those things. And many of you may be stuck if you're um, old-minded Christians. I used to be in the same place that, oh, well, ministry is our first. It has to be, it's connected to God. No, it's not. Ministry is what we do out of our intentional time with things we've been given. My first calling is my family, husband, father. God called me that. Otherwise, he wouldn't give me a wife and kids. Second is my ministry. So I've really begun to prioritize my life and shift and say, what is distracting me from what? In other words, my job will never distract me from my family. And even my family will never distract me from God. Because when you get it aligned and positioned the right way, God will align it and never challenge you to get to this place of distraction one over the other. It will flow seamlessly when you do it correctly. 
What he was telling Martha was, Martha, there will be a time for that. There's a time to serve. There's a time to be with these people. But right now it's with me. Being intentional with this time will only help you be intentional with your time with your sister, which will then be allow you to be intentional together in your time to serve people. Spend some time today in your alone time with God. Spend some alone time out of that because of that with your family and watch how it will allow you to work easier because the distractions removed out of the safe space, the restful places in your life will allow you to work more seamlessly. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I encourage you to spend some time today without distractions. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Let's go. Let's go. 